week so last week I was talking with my friend and my wife and um, I just want you to spell out something and then or type it out and then read out what it means I'm not gonna say the word okay uh, okay are you ready Go. okay so T yeah I T yeah L E I S T I S T so spell that back to me T I T L E I S T. Okay, what does that spell? I'm scared to say it out loud. Just say it, say it. No, 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 I don't trust this. No, I want you to say it because I want to know it, how you would say it. And then I'll tell you what happened. Type. Title is? Like, wait, what? Okay, say it again. Tit- title list? Okay, all right, okay, <laughs> you're definitely embarrassed. So, like, okay, so when we were at my friend's, we were, like, he's into golf, so that's the name of a golf company. They make golf balls, so we got him golf balls that had his name on it, okay? But um, when we were talking about it, I looked at the name of the company, and then I called it Titlist. <laughs> And then my boy said the same thing. He's like, titlist. So, like, we were, like, on the same page. And then my wife is like, it's titlist. And then we're, like, looking at it. And we're like, oh, shit. That makes a lot of sense. So then she, we started laughing. She starts laughing at us because, like, yo, titlist. Like, think about that. It's like a sporting brand. Obviously, titlist makes sense. But, like, we called it titlist. I don't know, man. I felt like an idiot, so, man. But I just wanted to see what you were going to say. Because I know you were going to It looked like you were going to say it. But then you were like, Titleist? <laughs> I, had to, I had to be sure. I had to make sure. But see? See? I got it right. You know, I, yeah, I know good, my man. brands. I know my brands. <laughs> this guy's a funny guy. But that was definitely a very embarrassing thing. Knowing that I watch sports as much as I do. And then getting that so wrong and then my wife just like laughing i just felt weird man it's like it's not often that that happens when it comes to sports with her and i so now is this uh this they just make golf balls or is it like um they make apparel equipment they make apparel equipment golf balls like they make it all it seems like so it's an interesting it's like one of the biggest golf brands i'm pretty sure but yeah okay i really like i I become really interested when I find these different brands and all these different uh sports. Like for instance, um, um, I think it was called Ping for tennis, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, never heard of that. But it's kind of obvious, Ping, right? So, yeah, yeah. Would you, would you ever play golf, or have you ever tried playing golf at some point? I have not. Um, I want to try this year. Um, have you? Oh, really? Driving range or golf? I would, I would try the range first and then golf after. Cause I got to see, cause I see these guys doing this trick where they, they toss the ball in the air and they're swinging it like, like it's a slingshot and then they're firing it. They're, well, they're hitting the ball. Those guys, those guys are good. Like that's not your average golfer doing that or no i'm i'm pretty sure that's definitely not your average golfer no they they would have to be above average for sure um yeah man have you played golf before 
I've never actually played golf. I've been to driving ranges and I've done like, cause I know some of them have like a short game or not short game, like a putting green too. I've tried that as well. Not like mini golf. It's like actually like they have like slants. It's like more like a golf course putting green. I've only done those things. Um, I'm not that good. Actually, I'm not good at all. I have no consistency when it comes to it, but like, um, I'm planning on trying, you know, I'm just going to be going to driving ranges and just smashing golf balls. I might even buy myself a golf club so that I can start and just practice my swing because I feel that it's about time that I find a new sport. I want to try curling as well. Those are the two sports I want to try that are kind of weird, but I think would be fun. Okay, okay. Look at Ryan getting into his all-Canadian, all you know, playing curling. I like that. Do you know the different yells? Yeah, that'd be fun. Do you know the different yells for curling? Bro, like, I watch it, but I'm not, like, that in tune. You can barely hear what these guys, they're just screaming harder, harder, like, so you know, like, stuff like different that. Different phrase stands for different things, Um, you know, speed, uh, harder, exactly. But, um, I, honestly, I won't lie. I actually watch curling now and then, especially when they have that big tournament between um, the different provinces. They have the Scotties for women and then the Briar for the men's. Yeah, so I I do watch it. I nearly went to the, I think it was, it would have been the Scotties. They had it one year in Toronto and I was going to go, but I was trying to get my friends to go with me and you already know what that's going to be like. People are just going to be like, what? curling she's just gone by myself but i definitely was not comfortable just going there by myself at that time i i don't blame you one bit i would feel a little <laughs> awkward too i would feel a little awkward too who knows man but like yeah um how was your basketball um how was the last week uh so we we lost unfortunately but <laughs> You know, this week is playoffs. Hey, Ron, you're laughing. So we're, we're, we're actually facing uh, the sec. We, we, we finished in second. So we made it to the playoffs. Wait, 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 wait. You guys finished in second? It was a, it was a seventh, seventh. Oh, you finished in seventh. I thought you said you were going to finish in fifth. Now you're seventh and you're playing first? No, no, we're facing second, second. Oh, sorry, second. That's... um. Isn't that that team that uh, tried to punk you guys? Uh, the team that we actually got in the little situation with? Yes. Yes, it is. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yep. So we're, remember, Let's they, see if I can uh, head out. They only uh, beat us by three. So, um, and that was our first game of the season. So I know they got a lot better because they're in second. Uh, but as same as us, right? Um, we just haven't put it all together no no, no. <laughs> but honestly ron it's the playoffs um we're a team to be feared and you'll see next episode when i tell you that we advanced and move on all right remember if that. you advance if you advance i definitely will not make fun of you your team like i'm not even making fun of them now but like you were talking big talk at the beginning of the year still am I thought you were going to be like undefeated no this is definitely real big talk you gotta watch yourself, man. They may be listening. You may get dunked on. I'll any guy that tries to rise up, I'll bring him right down. They call me gravity. 
<laughs> this guy is a funny hey, guy. Hey, and Ron, I, I need to call you out on something, eh? I'm looking right at you in the camera with this one. Um, So you know how you were uh, talking about how I punched the guy in last week's episode? So mm-hmm. I didn't punch him. Mm-hmm. I might have pushed him, right? But Ron, you're no. making me seem crazy. What about our uh, semifinal game? Second in our oh, second yeah. season, you don't remember that situation? <laughs> so, no, I obviously remember. So, everyone, I want to give you guys some clarity on that situation because Ron's out here making it seem like I'm the I'm the Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman on the team. You know, hey, don't sleep, <laughs> eh? Don't sleep. Ron has some Rashid in him, eh? Some Rashid Wallace. So what happened was, uh, it was our second season. Our best player Jeff was not playing. He got injured. A lot of the teams were confident. Even the refs were talking the most smack, saying how they're going to beat us and we may lose. So actually in that game, the reason why it was so close was it was because it was eight on five, right? So it was the five of uh, the five players on the other team plus the three other refs. Um, and they were against <laughs> us. So it was around the fourth quarter, I would say, right? Ron got fouled out. We're playing with feeble rules, which is five, not NBA rules, which is six. So Ron was cheese. I'm not going to lie. Yo, they were. It's the thing is that they penalized Ron because he was bigger and stronger than the other players. So when you run into a wall, what happens? You're going to bounce right back. But that was not a foul. No, it wasn't. So so you guys. Exactly. That's that's what set me up. The ref right in front of me did not call a foul. It was the ref that was like where he was on the other side of the court. And then he just saw the guy's reaction, and then he called a foul. So, okay, continue. so as you guys can see, Ron is very passionate about this, as you can see, right? <laughs> so what happened was Ron got fouled out. He got his fifth and final foul. But for some reason, Ron ended up with extra fouls because he wouldn't come off the court. <laughs> he was so upset. I was, yo, Ron, myself, Mike, we were laughing because it was such a funny situation because we have never seen Ron that angry before. Like he was, he again, you heard Ron, he was set off. Bro, okay, so to give you guys some context, because I remember this clearly, <laughs> I got the ball out of the man's hand. He went for a layup and I literally just stuck my hand out in front of him, got it all ball. Had the ball in my hand, I was going to throw the ball up the court. Next thing I hear, whistle, foul. So I look at the ref right in front of me. He's like, it wasn't me. So then I look behind me, and there's a ref on the other side of the court that calls a foul. So I'm like, are you effing kidding me? The guy's just like, it's a foul. So I took the ball, and I threw it off to the next court. I just threw it onto the next court. Then they're telling me to get off the court, and I said, I'm not getting off the court. Talk to this other ref, and then clear this shit up. So then these guys started giving me additional fouls. So I think I left the game with seven fouls, even though I had five. Five is the most that you can get. I yeah, had seven so, fouls. So Ron got like the two techs. So and then and Ron and the crazy, the funny thing about it too, Ron was so heated. Ron, didn't you go on the bike? You were just riding the bike. I was riding the bike <laughs> and I kept screaming at the refs. And then you guys told me to shut up before I get another foul because they were gonna try to kick me out of the gym, and I said I'm not going anywhere. Bro, I'm I'm staying here, man. You guys messed up. You guys got to fix this crap. 
All right, so you guys, so you can see, as you can see, it's not only me that's very passionate when it comes to basketball. Bro, I'm not starting scraps with people on the court, though. If a ref did me dirty, I got to tell him what's what. Like, come on, man. I've been an official, man. When you make mistakes like that, that are very critical, come on, man. You know what's coming. Mike, you know what's coming. These guys think that they're going to get away with this crap, man. No, next time they better watch the play before they blow the whistle. Don't make calls that you don't see. Don't make no phantom calls. That's BS. And on that note, you guys, welcome to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Episode number 56. Episode number 56. I almost made a mistake there. I was about to say 55 again, but no, 56. Are you going to say platforms or are you going to be good on this? So everyone, make sure that you listen to us on all the platforms. You see, you said it right. I was trying to trick yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you threw me <laughs> off there, but, you know, I was able to keep my composure. So perfect, perfect. But, you know, we always got to be ready. Ready, steady, like Freddie. So, Ron, how you like it, uh, the NBA playoffs so far? Okay, first of all, we were super wrong about the Raptors, man. That third right. quarter in game six was, that was embarrassing, man. Like, all of a sudden, it's. I honestly felt like there was saran wrap on top of the rim. It was, <laughs> it was so bad, man. They couldn't hit, Bro, it was crazy. They couldn't hit anything. But, like, yeah, I, I do think that the Raptors have, like, a true rivalry now with Philly because of the elbow at the end of the game. Yes. Like, you know, this guy's done. He's done. They're done. They're not winning this series. It's over. That sucks for them. You know what? Joel Embiid, he's a big guy. He should start moving like a big guy, throw his weight around, but he doesn't move like one, so that's unfortunate for him. I thought um, the Memphis series, Grizzlies versus um, the Warriors, I thought that was going to be a sweep, but Jaw went off, so that's going to be a lot closer than I thought. Phoenix is definitely going to the conference finals, period. Hmm, let me think. I think that the Boston-Milwaukee, I'm going to stand that I think that Boston can still beat Milwaukee, but it's going to be tough. That series is going to be seven. And yeah, Miami is going to be like maybe a sweep, unless if James Harden goes off for like 50, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, Miami and Boston will advance. Uh, Phoenix and Golden State. I actually have Golden State winning in five. I thought it was going to be a sweep. I, in my mind, I was like, maybe a gentleman sweep, like five games. But I now I'm a liar, man. I literally thought it was going to be like the Portland versus Golden State series where Portland was like doing so well and then Golden State just kept beating them in 2019, if you remember. The reason why it was a sweep was because Portland was Golden State's little brother, right? Like everything that you could do, I could do it better. And that's why it was it's a true. sweep. But, yeah, but we'll to switch see. over to other playoffs, uh, the them Leafs, hey, they they're 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 in it to win it. A lot of hype over it. So, go Leafs, go. Yeah, yeah, go Leafs, go. Oh <laughs> uh, no, nah, but honestly, why 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 is this man always trying to like? You're, it's like you're trying to press me, man. You know, I told you about the Leafs, man. Like. They're from the city, so I'd like them to win, but too many of the fans have been, over my lifetime, they've been talking too much crap, man, about, like, the Raptors. I remember when the Raptors were bad, man. 
these guys would always be hating. I'm like, bro, we're all in the same city. You know, like, just love on all your teams. And these guys are like, no, the, the Leafs are better. The Leafs are better. All I want to say is please just win a Stanley Cup. That's it. Just win a Stanley Cup. Enough's enough, man. All this talking, it's done. Let's just win. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, shots fired. Okay, Ron. Okay. I know that came from the heart right there. No, this team's good enough, man. Like, there's no, I think at this point, there's no more excuses. They have to win. At some point, or at least win the first round series. This is like, Ouch. remember when DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> no, they, they're not. They haven't. I think they've lost six consecutive first round series. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a drug. And two, I, at least, I know like one of them, one of them was the one when they were up, I think it was 4-1 against Boston. That was like a long time ago. But I feel like that is the one that started this like unease with playoff series in the fan base. So hopefully they get by Tampa Bay because if they do, that's the defending champ- champion. If they can make it past them, then there's no reason why they can't win the Stanley Cup. I will I will agree with you on one point. There was a lot of hate between Leaf fans and Raptor fans. But at the end of the day, if if a team from Toronto, my city, uh, makes it to the playoffs, I will always cheer for them. I think the best, my most memorable moment cheering for a non-Raptor team was the Blue Jays when Batista did that. 2015. When he did that bat flip. Oh, man, that was... I felt like I knew like baseball, like, you know, I'm there picking up branches and practicing my swing. <laughs> um, like that was definitely a very exciting time. That was the first time in my adult life that they were really good. Yes. So I was really excited about that. They got one of my favorite baseball player at the time to be on the team. Unfortunately, he didn't help us get it done. David Price. Man, honestly, I love that team, man. I'm sad that they never won. They should have won a championship, but BS, man. Rain delays and shit. Fuck. <laughs> that, that, that probably was a cheeser for you, as I could see. Oh, yeah, because you're... I think that made me angrier. That's my favorite team, I told you. Yeah. And like Jesus. I think that made me angrier than that day when they fouled me out of our basketball game. So you can imagine how angry I must have been when the Blue Jays lost that game. Yeah. Well, uh some good news. Uh Liverpool, hey, might be receiving a record breaking uh extra, you know, money for their uh sponsorship deal. Uh so right now Liverpool is currently with the uh British Bank. And they get paid forty million dollars a year, but that uh sponsors pounds pounds. Sorry, pounds. did I say forty million pounds? Sorry, pounds dollars I, pounds. dollars. Sorry, yeah. pounds pounds because it's heavier, right? It's heavier than dollars. <laughs> they get pounds, right? So currently they're receiving forty a year, but um the deal comes to an end uh this this uh this year. Well, twenty twenty two twenty twenty three. Um, and they're asking for double. Uh, Ron, for y- you know soccer a lot. Um, do you think this evaluation is fair? Well, they are one of the best teams in the world. So I see why they're doing it. I just think that it's crazy amount of money. But, like, you know, like, 
they have it on their jerseys. If their jerseys sell, if their team is good, they have some of the best players. That's just more advertising for the the bank standard chartered. So I think it's fair. But like this is like a game changer. I feel like because of something like this, paying this much for one of the best teams in the world, I could see North American sports teams, especially like a sport like basketball, starting to implement something like this where they actually have, you know, prominent logos on the jersey not just you know a little patch because there's so much money that can be had in this as you can see if the team is that good i guess what they could uh you see the mavericks jersey how it has the the logo of the the maverick and it's and it's in that Mm -hmm. little circle that's right i guess Mm -hmm. you can have like the team logo right there and then whatever the sponsor like you can let's say it's td bank so TD can be on top and then bank can be at the bottom. Kind of like what the WNBA does with their jerseys. Yeah, like something like that, I, to me, I can see. Because it is very aggressive, the way that soccer does it. But we're just so used to it that for us, it doesn't even, it's like nothing, you know? It just makes sense. But like for NBA, it would be such a dramatic thing. I remember when the Canadian men's, or no, the Canadian basketball team, men's and women. They used to have Bell on their jersey. And it was like Canada, the number, and then it had Bell at the bottom. That was really aggressive. And I found it kind of weird because it's something we're just not used to. But I can see it becoming more commonplace now because this is a lot of money. If they sign this contract for 80 million pounds a year just to wear a logo on your jersey. Man, and the stuff, the way that this works is, like, the practice jerseys aren't even, they don't have to be the same, too. So, like, every, because I worked at um, a youth soccer camp or league or organization at one point when we were in school. And these guys, they were selling sponsorships on their practice jerseys, on their game jerseys, on their so home and road jerseys. Like, they were selling it on everything. And, like, because a lot of the people there wanted to get their company out there, they would just be like, yeah, we'll give you this much money to put this on the patch, on the jersey. So it's like you could sell each type of jersey that you have. That's how big this stuff gets. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Ron, you know, I realize that this whole sponsorship uh, on the jerseys became really huge in youth sports. Me reffing, I have seen... I've seen Nike. I see Adidas. I even seen there's a team that's sponsored by Fitbit. Uh, the Brampton Warriors sponsored by Fitbit. Like to have to see how these companies are so well connected. It's amazing. Look, even schools. I remember uh, when I went to my high school, they were sponsored by a team as well. So it's crazy. It's very crazy. It makes sense because people want to get their stuff out there. And they're willing to pay, you know, to do it, you know. So you might as well, if you can, if it makes sense, just do it. Take the money, you know, put it on your jersey. Just make sure that obviously you're responsible and making sure that the company is a good company before you start getting everyone in your organization to wear this the logo. And then it's just like, uh oh, maybe not this company. I agree. I agree. But let's see if this deal, do you think this deal is going to get done or... Because they're asking for pretty double. sure it'll get done. I'm pretty sure. Like, think about it. Like, from my perspective, Liverpool became one of the best teams in the world 
throughout the time they were wearing this, which means that their jerseys have been selling like crazy. A bunch of their best players are winning international trophies. You know, they have some of the best players in the world. You know, so that's like everyone is seeing this stuff all over. To be honest, I didn't even know that they were a bank until Liverpool started wearing this jersey. You know, I know I'm not from Britain, but I didn't even know that this was a bank. So then it's just like it's such a big thing. When you see these logos, people start Googling it to figure out what is this? Like, you know what I mean? And if it's the best team in the world wearing it, this team might win four trophies this year. If they win four trophies, like, that's pretty intense. Like, you know what I mean? that they, They call it the, I don't know, they call it the treble if you win three. I think it's a quadruple. I don't know. But, like, it's very rare for, you know, teams to win four trophies in one year. So then that could make them one of the greatest soccer teams of all time type thing. So they literally have a lot behind them where they can start asking for this type of money. And I'm pretty sure if they say no, somebody else will jump on them. Very true. Very true. Now, if I own my own sports franchise, Ron, and every team was offering the same amount of money to be uh, the jersey sponsor. The company that I would probably pick would probably be an airline company. Just, Why? just to have those discounts and those perks to travel all around the world. I was thinking a tech company, but then if I own my own team, I already have a lot of money. So, yes, I could make more, but why make more? Let me just enjoy my money, right? But if you own a team, you usually have your own business. Yeah. So then you likely would choose your own business I'll make, to sponsor I'll make, I'll, your team. Well, not on the jersey because, again, I want money coming in. I'll probably let them, I'll let my company be a sponsor in the arena somehow, right? That's fair. That's fair. Like put them on top of the like you know how uh the the backboard the the top camera view you know I'll just put the name of my company there so people can Google it and search it. Your name there, yeah, maybe not naming the arena because that's another money a bunch of money that you could be taking away. Yeah, I take. But then if it's separate companies, now you're putting money from your own company on your other company, and then you're it's like you're cross promoting. Whatever out, you know, so then that could work because then now your company. So let's say your team is a winner. You know, if your team is like a really good team now, your company. Because like with the Blue Jays, I think it's kind of like that. Rogers owns the team. The Rogers Center, it used to be the Skydome, but that's their arena now. If the Blue Jays do good, everyone that loves the Blue Jays is happy. So now all the people that get pissed off at Rogers every single day. They're not necessarily as mad. So it's like it's cross-promoting. As long as the team is good, that will always benefit you. If the team is bad, that's when maybe you want to get somebody else, you know, like Telus in there as your main <laughs> sponsor of your Rogers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you owned your own team, what uh, sponsor? Everyone was paying you the same amount. What sponsor would you like to have? Uh, I don't really care. Just whoever's paying me. Okay, okay. Even if they were all paying okay, you the as, same. And it has to... It has, it has to be, yeah, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, as long as they're paying me the same, then it's just more about, like, I guess things that I'm in line with. I like sports, so, but it's my sports team. So another thing I like is music. 
So maybe it would be one of those companies. Like, like you YouTube? Know, could be Tidal, could be like Spotify, YouTube, Apple, like anyone that's mm. out there when it comes to music. It could even be like, you know, Bose. You know, I used, I have Bose stuff, like Sony. Anyone that's like focused in music, you know, that'd be That good. would be big. Look, you sign, you have Sony as your jersey sponsor. Then you could probably, you know, maybe have a cameo in one of those uh, movies, those Sony movies. Okay. This guy, you could be Ron. You could be the. You could be a a a different version of Spider Man. (laughs) I could be a Drake from Uncharted. You know, I could be a Crash Bandicoot or something. What else do they have over there? Okay. Okay. Think about that. Think about that. But no, like wait, I I can't. I don't have a sports team. So what am I thinking? We gotta speak it into existence. Okay, you know, that's true. Let me speak it into existence. If Mark Cuban can do it, we could do it too. For sure. All right. So uh, speaking stuff into existence, um, Dave Chappelle was attacked um, at a concert. Now, the reason why no, I transitioned I, like not that. at a concert. At, at a, a show, show, sorry. I know why you did. Right? <laughs> now, the reason why I kind of transitioned in that way was because the person that attacked David Chappelle, Mr. Lee, right? He is an actual rapper, okay? And he actually has a song called Dave Chappelle. And Ron, in that song, he actually says, I'm going to paraphrase, but running up on Chappelle at the Dome. And at the stadium that Dave Chappelle was performing, one of the nicknames is called the Dome. So... I'm just saying, like, he kind of spoke into existence and he did it. But the whooping that he got after, ooh. <laughs> if you guys see those pictures, please do not wa- look at those pictures while you are eating anything because it looks terrible. Yeah, apparently he, like, Dave Chappelle did make a comment about how he had to beef up his security after what happened with Will Smith. And then literally, as he was saying that, the guy came on the stage and just speared him, bro. Like, what the hell? Okay, so I guess conspiracy theory again. Okay, first of all, how the hell did this guy get in there with a gun that had a knife in it? That's one. Honestly, I've been to many events in my lifetime. I've been to events in Europe. I've been to events in U.S. and Canada. You cannot get things like that in very easily. So how the hell did that get in? Two, now hearing about the song, how can a man say that in a song and then be able to get into an arena like that? Three, Dave Chappelle basically foreshadowed it and then it happened. It's just like, it seems too coincidental. That's just my conspiracy theory saying that. Could it happen? Possibly. It's just that, how did that knife get in there? How? Now, I will not say you are wrong, but I'm just trying to say, is this guy um, that stupid? I'm actually going to use the word stupid to play along with this little plan and take that type of whooping, though? You really think he will? I know there's a lot of woo people out there, but 
You really think he would be really, really be willing to take that type of beating? Broad, his arm is bent the opposite direction. But think about it. People box. People play football, rugby, UFC. They do this type of stuff for money. So at the end of the day, if you're telling me, let's just say hypothetically, in our current situations right now, if somebody is like, you know what? I'll give you like a million dollars if you do this and you get beat up. And then he's like, you know what? No, no, I don't want to get beat up. So you're like, okay, we'll give you $2 million if you're willing to take that butt kicking. Would you not consider it? Ron, Ron, you're, 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 you're dabbling with my mind right now. You're, 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 you're playing (laughs) with my mind right now, man. (sighs) I'm just saying like, it just seemed way like, Cause I didn't honestly not until this moment did I know about the song he had. So hearing that song, saying he's gonna run on Dave Chappelle in the dome, and he actually did it. Seeing the fact that he was able to get that gun, knife, or whatever, those are two things that I'm like, okay, come on. And then Dave Chappelle says he beefs up security, and then somehow he gets he still gets speared. Like, come on, man. Something is like. Um, a little bit funny. Could this all could all of these three things happen? I guess. But like I'm just looking at it maybe a little bit too analytically. Okay. That that is a very, very interesting take. Okay, so because honestly, it played out well, right? It was a great Ron, you got me thinking. I, I'm stumbling with my words right now. Cause now, like, um, I know I, I, we were, I, I was watching a video about this, but with the whole, um, Ray J situation, I think we were talking about it mm-hmm. before too, right? With the, with the Ray mm-hmm. J situation, um, no, I, um, he's saying that how they are lying on his name, right? And they made billions of dollars off of this lie. So I don't know, Ron, there's a lot of conspiracies like we hear about, you know, people doing certain crimes for certain reasons and then people just magically go missing. So remember that flight that just magically disappeared? Right. Mm -hmm. We always hear about the stories of the Bermuda Triangle. Is the Yeti real? Is Bigfoot the Loch Ness Monster? Right. Look, you said that there's no such thing as moose in Brampton. I said I saw one. What was that? Was that a creature? We don't know. Right. Conspiracy theories are all over. It definitely was not a moose in Brampton. Okay. If that moose was in Brampton, it escaped from the Toronto Zoo or it escaped from somebody's backyard. There's no way a moose was walking in Brampton and nobody else saw it except for you and the people in your car. Ron, there was a moose. Ron, I Ron, there was a moose. Are we gonna no, you know what? I'm gonna call it the boost from now on. I said the boost. Yeah, the Brampton moose. This guy saw the boost, yo. <laughs> the only man to see the boost. This is probably how these people that say they see the the Yeti or Sasquatch or Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Ron, Monster. Stop it. Don't make look. fun of us. You're you're hurting you my feelings. Like- <laughs> <Just> stop. <laughs> this guy you, you think it was Elliot the Moose, eh? No, it's the boost, man. The boost. Okay, the boost. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a huge moose in Brampton. So, yeah, 
How big was it? Ten feet. Ron, tall? it was huge. It was like remember at that time. At that time, <laughs> I was driving my uh my Subaru, the the hatchback, Subaru Impreza. I love that car, man. <laughs> that car has stood no match against the boost. It dodged it. <laughs> you better have. This guy probably would have died, man. Nah, nah, I had to. I had to protect my players, you know. For I was sure. Trying to win that championship that year, get knocked out of the second round. <laughs> oh man! But uh, I loved how. Um, so while Dave Chappelle, so after they dealt with the guy who tried to attack Dave Chappelle, and everyone got their little stomp on. Um, I know I shouldn't be laughing, but. The way how the jokes that Dave Chappelle was making while the guy was getting beat up and everything like that, like it was hilarious. Um, I advise everyone to go watch it, go on YouTube and watch it. But the biggest thing other than that guy attacking him was Chris Rock was there. <laughs> and Chris Rock made oh. <laughs> a very, very uh, unique comment. And he said, hey. Was that Will Smith? <laughs> so um, it's just so funny. And I, I love the fact that he's able to joke about something, you know, like that. That ha- Like, let's be real, Ron. Most people would not be able to joke about someone slapping them in the face, but he was still able to do it. So he stayed true to his um, his title as being a comedian. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to sue him, man. Will Smith? That's probably why. No, Chris Rock. He got slapped. How he? Oh no! no oh, sorry, sorry. Slapped. No, no. But I meant like in that situation. So you really think oh, you really okay. think uh, Chris Rock would sue? I think he's gonna sue him. I think so. Uh, oh. I don't think many people would be okay with getting slapped in the face. I, I agree with Could that. Could be wrong because he is a comic, so maybe he's just like, yo, this is great material for me. But I think he's gonna sue him. Okay. Okay. Um, but honestly, um, one thing that I notice is usually when these situations happen, someone gets elevated and someone takes the downfall. And as we can see, Chris Rock has been elevated. His ticket sales are up. Everyone has all this positive feelings towards him and sending him positive energy. While Will Smith, on the other hand, He's taking a huge hit. Like all his projects are being paused. Um, and he had some big things coming up in the near future. A lot of new uh, movies. He even had a TV show. Um, they were even having a little spinoff of Bad Boys 4. Um, but now that's on Hulk as well. So, And now the whole thing with him and Jada too. I don't know how you can recover from this to be honest. I'm just happy that he has a whole lot of money to keep him content. This is the unfortunate thing, man. When I feel that, like, when you become too mainstream, they always try to cancel you whenever you step out of line in their opinion. I feel like that's, um, as the days go by and as I see it more and more, it's just becoming stupider and stupider to me. I just feel that, like, people are allowed to make mistakes. They say this all the time, you know? They say things like there's, don't be afraid to ask a question. No question, stupid. Take chances. You know, like, people do things. They make mistakes. 
And then it just seems that, like, we're always punishing people for, like, a mistake that they make. It's a bit outrageous these days, in my opinion. It's just going over the top. He made a mistake. Just move on from it. Like, if Chris Rock wants to sue him, then Chris Rock can sue him and then go from there, man. But doing all this nonsense where they're canceling all these shows, movies, taking him out of stuff, it's just ridiculous, man. Let's just, you know, chill. Allow people to make mistakes. If it's something that's unforgivable, then fine. That's unforgivable, whatever. But, like, this is something that I don't think is completely unforgivable. I just feel like he probably has to show some contrition to at least Chris Rock. To be like, yo, honestly, I did this for this reason, and that's, like, my bad. And then we should just move on. But this, all this other stuff that's going on is just insane. But there are a lot of people, there are different people he needs to apologize to. He, I think he needs to apologize and make it right with, I don't even think an apology. He needs to have a conversation um, with Chris Rock, with the Academy. Um, no, I don't think so. You don't so. think so? Ron, he kind of, Ron, he, no. he, put the, he put the Academy under a bad, like, we all question the Academy's security, right? Bro, we should be questioning. No, I'm not it. saying we shouldn't, but I'm saying like he put them under like we. One of the com- a lot of comments that we had after that whole situation was how was Will Smith able to just walk up on stage? What is the Academy doing, right? No, but like I always, I always feel that um, like the security and police, they're not always in the smartest places. I remember being at a UFC event, like the first ever one in Canada. It was in Toronto, actually, I think. I don't know if it was the first in Canada, but uh, it was a long time ago. I watched G- GSP versus Jake Shields. And on the floor, like, literally all the security was there. So there's celebs like Drake and all these people are there. So all security is on the floor. But, like, I'm, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a UFC event. There's a lot of people that like to fight. There's a lot of people that are drunk in the stands. So anything can happen you know if somebody says the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time there could be a scrap but there was like a huge scrap in our section where some guy his face got bloodied up he got punched down the stairs and i don't know if you've been to the Rogers center those stairs are straight like concrete so this man got punched down the stairs he was getting stomped yo these guys beat the shit out of him people in the stands were trying to break it up and then these guys ran out of the building did not get arrested the cops came after. This guy's literally on the ground, bloodied up. Fans had to stop the fight before security came. So what I'm saying, my point is that, like, I always feel like the security is not where they need to be when they need to be there. They're always at the wrong places, focused on the wrong things. The stage is, like, the most precious place, in my opinion. I feel that most people, like, would run down there and try to, you know, get some sort of clout if they have an issue. So I feel that security should be on the stage. And then they should also be between the celebrities and then the fans to ensure that, you know, nothing happens to the celebrities. Those are the two places that I think that they should be focused on. But a lot of times these guys are just, they're somewhere, man. It, it, they're, they're never where they need to be. <laughs> I agree with that point 1,000%. They're always, they're always there when you don't need them, and then they're never there when you need them. It's kind of like the Nanny Mafia effect, you know, like, or the reverse of it. Like when, no, no, it is a Nanny Mafia effect. But, like, Ron, and this is why I'm, I'm super nervous about this summer. A lot of people have just had that cabin fever. 
And I just think now that they have this opportunity, like Ron, I'm going to tell you what, what happened. So I was reffing a tournament this week, right? Um, mm-hmm. High school tournament. And I went to the washroom. So it's one of those high schools where the second you open up the front doors, the gym is straight right there, right at the front. So there are staff washrooms right there. So those are the only washrooms that were available uh, to the people that were attending uh, the tournament. So I went in the washroom and Ron, I saw like, like someone like spat on the soap dispenser. Right. (laughs) So like, I'm like, yo, how am I really going to wash my hands? Right. With like soap. So what I'm trying to say is a lot of these people have this bottled up negative. I'm not saying everyone, but there are some of those toxic people with this toxic energy that now that they have that the ability to go outside, they're going to spread that negative energy and just a lot of foolishness is going to happen. And I'm not that's why I'm going to pick my events. Um, I'm going to be very selective uh, and ensure that wherever I go, I'm smart about it and I have an escape plan like Batman. <laughs> I feel that after, what was it, the Raptors parade? Like, that's when I really, when All it that really too. highlighted to me that, like, they're not at the right place at the right time. It's like, that was... I thought about it more and more as like the days went by when I knew people were in that whole stampede, but I was like, man, yo, like this thing could have gone real left because just imagine all the people that were forced to move by the people that were running. Just imagine somebody near the stage heard that stuff. People would have started sprinting out too, but there was nowhere to go. So that would have been like a, you know, like, um, People would have suffocated to death, basically. That could have been bad, and it was a super hot day, and it's just like, man, like, some way, somehow, they got to do this better to make sure that, like, there's only the amount that they should have in the uh, area at a certain time, because it was just mad uncomfortable that day. Like, everything about that day was mad uncomfortable. It was. And imagine if the Leafs win the championship. What do you think these people are going to be doing, too? Oh, man. I, see, I'm going to make sure I'm at the back. Like, I can watch the stage on some type of TV at a bar. I'll be downtown, but I won't be. I'll probably be by uh, one of the. I'll be at, at Union there waiting. You know. Bro, something else, man. You, you Like, there's no. Like, I, I, there's no point, man. I always wonder, though. Because I was thinking about it back to, like, the Dave Chappelle situation was how, like, I went to a concert festival where they have, like, bomb-sniffing dogs, drug-sniffing dogs, soldiers everywhere telling you you couldn't have drugs in your bag and all that crap. And then I get into the venue, and what do I see? Everyone has drugs. <laughs> I'm always trying to think to myself, how the hell do these people always get these drugs in? Am there has to be some sort of inside job going on here. Somebody is just like bringing all the drugs in and then holding it before the security starts checking. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the club, right? Um, security is kind of like, Oh, you got, you got a weed, you got cigarettes. Okay. You can go in, right? Like they, they, I guess they, one, it's either that they're like, yo, nothing's going to happen or two, they're just really laid back and they're like, 
this is harmless but either way i just think that they have that mindset nothing bad will happen it's just weird to me because like when you see drug sniffing dogs like come on like i've been there like these guys tell you to take your bag off put it here and then walk away and i'm just like what you put it there and then there's these dogs sniffing and then if they smell something then like they're on whoever's bag that is right so it's like so what is all this for to deter like the people that aren't gonna bring the drugs like what like and then the people that are are definitely gonna bring the drugs and always get it in like i don't know man this stuff man it always seems fishy to me whenever i'm in those situations and that's why that dave Chappelle's thing still too fishy to me and even the will smith thing is like yo where's the security man you know what i think it is ultimately it matters what's the uh how important is the asset um when we go to basketball games or sporting events there are a lot of millionaires there present at those sporting events so because there are a lot of of vips um there has to be extra precaution but if we're going to a club or we're going to a show with just one a-list individual they're probably going to be a little bit more laid back i'm assuming it's crazy man it is, it is, you know, but it, it and you got to also remember it also, how much money can you put in, right? I, let's be real, at a club, tickets to get in, max is 30, 40 bucks, right? At a Dave Chappelle show, you might pay $100, but you want to go to a Raptor game, a Miami Heat game, a Laker game, you want to go to a UFC or a boxing match, you paying way more, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, talking about paying, uh, Ron, did you? Uh, so there's a four day, um, <laughs> there's a four day retreat, um, that allows. So it's organized by a company called Good Girl Company. Um, so pretty much, um, if you are willing to pay, uh. Hold on, let me get the price again. If you are willing to pay three thousand three thousand five hundred and eighty two euros um and you are clean, so you take all your your s t d and your h i v tests and you are clean, you are able to participate in this retreat so um there are fifty tickets available. Why don't you call it what it's called man it's like a why are you being so like immature? This is what I was saying about we should be more comfortable speaking about this. But they they have it. They call it a a four day. Okay, it's the ultimate. It's called Sex Island. It's sex, yeah. So it's a four day ultimate sex and alcohol <laughs> event. So there are fifty tickets available. Um, it is going on right now as we speak between uh May fifth and May eighth in Vegas. So you get fifty tickets. Uh, those are the two requirements, the HIV and STD positive, uh, negative test results. Sorry. I'm so used to, <laughs> I'm so used to with the whole, like positive is usually good. Right. But, and I guess in this case, positive yeah. is not good. Right. And if you pay the, the Euro that, that fee, you can participate, which you can have, um, sex with a, a lot of females and you get a lot of, uh, alcohol. Um, I think it's kind of outrageous <laughs> that they have this. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, 
Hey, I can't control anyone. Um, and as everyone clearly knows, Ron and I, we are still recording and you hear no noise in the background or anything like that. So we are not there at the event. Just wanted to let you guys know. Okay. We are not there. All right. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, this is a crazy event. Just imagine having like a, like just a, a guy's weekend here. Oh man. That's a, that's a problem problem. It seems like um, it seems like a thing that would happen. I definitely can see this happening. Like, it's just it's interesting to be honest with you. Like, I've never heard of it before today, actually. And then now that I'm hearing about, it, I'm like, that makes sense. Somebody would set something like this up. There's places that you can go to. I'm pretty sure everywhere yeah, in the world. Where you could do this stuff for far cheaper, but I guess the unlimited alcohol. When I was reading about it, apparently you get two girls. Yes. Yes. So you get two girls for what you pay for. You get flown in on a helicopter to the hotel that they don't tell you about until the day of, basically. Or you could get picked up by a chauffeur if you're staying in a different hotel. I'm just like, bro, this stuff is. Yo, these guys are paying some big money for this stuff. Now, the now one thing that I love that the company has uh, promoted is that they are couple friendly, right? <laughs> they, so you can definitely, Yo. so you can come with your, your, you know, your husband, your boyfriend, your partner. Um, so like, you know, I could, you could always like, I guess it's kind of like a swinger thing in a sense. Yeah, you know, they have the like they actually have places like that in Toronto. Yeah, too. yeah, I read Just about so one. I aware. read about one. I I saw that. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, one of my friends um back in the day, I don't know if he went, but he was saying that he was going to go. So I was like, what the heck? So then I started asking all these questions, and I think that those places are more couple friendly because I think when I was thinking about it, because they charge single guys a lot more, because the way I was thinking of it is like, you know how in a nightclub, whenever you go to like a nightclub, whenever guys here, there's going to be girls there. There's always so many guys, right? So can you imagine going to like a sex club <laughs> and then it's only men's trying to find girls and then there's no girls anywhere? Like what kind of party is that? If you're not into that. Yeah, it would be uh, very awkward. Everyone just posting up on the wall. Yeah. yeah you, 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 <laughs> Watching. You watched the game last night? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, so that's why I feel like like something like this is very specific. It's very targeted, you know? So you pay your, your gummy. You're going to get two girls with you. It's just a... Uh, it's a very interesting thing, man. I know why they don't advertise it that, like I guess open. Now I'm gonna, for I'm sure. gonna be completely honest, and I hope nobody takes offense with what I'm about to say, but I haven't converted it as of yet. But Ron, this seems very cheap. Three thousand. You said three thousand five hundred eighty euros. Yeah, I believe. So that's probably like in U.S. dollars. I'd say maybe like four thousand, maybe. A little bit more. In Canadian dollars, that would be a lot. That would be like 5000 
I'm pretty sure. Okay, so uh, 3,580 euros equals 3,768 United States dollars. <sighs> so that's definitely cheap. What about Canadian dollars? I'm curious um, now. Yes, I shall do that. So Canadian dollars, $4,841. <laughs> Yo, what is our... Yeah, Mike, we're definitely not there. No, but no, but Ron, like... <laughs> Yo, I could... I'll be honest. I could see people spending that type of money. Like, like those guys, remember the construction workers? I I, I could see them spending this type of money for that type Yo, of service. There's a lot of people. I I'm telling you, I I definitely know of people that would definitely go for sure. But like, I don't know that many that would go. I maybe if they were single, because like spending third like what four thousand eight hundred dollars. That's like a lot for four days. That's twelve hundred a day for a Canadian. That's a lot. But you're getting a lot of things included, right? So some trips. Okay, I lied. Not some trips. This For four days, Four days. Though. No, Ron, no, no. It's expensive, but the experience. Like, one of the comments that a person made on this was um, he said, hold on, let me read it word for word. Uh, I just want to thank Sex Island for your staff for making my private bachelor party for me and my friends truly amazing. Five-star service and five-star girls. <laughs> Ron. If that guy's wife finds out, he's divorced. Oh, no, no. His name, it just said one man wrote. That's it. Didn't even, <laughs> it, it wasn't even an interview or a, or a request. He just wrote it on a piece of paper, and that's it. He just left it. Yo. That guy, he, that guy called. He called on a payphone. <laughs> he made them type it out, and he had that voice scrambler, like that makes his voice sound different. Yeah, it was. That's what that man did to make sure they don't come close to him. He went probably to the next city to use a payphone. So there. I'm gonna do it in his voice, okay? So I just want to thank you, Sex Island, for your staff <laughs> for making my private bachelor party for me and my friends truly amazing. Five star service for five star girls. So yeah, he probably did that. He probably did that. <laughs> he definitely did that, <laughs> yo. This guy sounded like Batman or some shit. <laughs> Jeez. Not yeah. Yo, the crazy. Yo, Ron, I was really they uh when I was at camp, yo, my voice, they I was the they always wanted me to like I could do the Elmo. Elmo's world. See I could I can switch up, eh? I can. Bro, so you, you, know, you have a, you have a skill. I have mul- I'm a man of many traits. This guy, jack of all trades. That's what you are, eh? I'm. Hey, man. I could do like a lot of things. You know, a lot. You know, a lot. <laughs> you know how J Cole has that song and Twenty One Savage. A lot. Yes, Mike. I know. I know. Um, so Ron, so there is an actual, this is kind of crazy. So, uh, because we're on the topic of, um, crazy stuff. So there is a, there's a flight crew, um, and some passengers in Dominican that they're actually stuck there, um, because of some type of drug situation. Um, 
right uh now i you were telling me with the whole uh like they were kind of fake it to make it in a sense uh the flight company it was just started what what was the flight company called again so i read another article and they were saying it's called pivot airlines it's based out of pearson it only started in 2001 um the claim that so i guess what happened was that they were flying through dominican and then one of the crew members saw what was it a bag a briefcase that he was like what the hell is this so he tells the captain of the plane captain calls the airlines the airlines calls the dominican police the dominican police come and then they're like hey there's drugs here so then they take it out and then they arrest everyone in the cab everyone that worked there everyone in the plane it's kind of messed up but like People, the claim that the prosecutor in Dominican is making is that this airline company was a front for a drug trafficking company. So they're saying that they've been doing this and that all the crew and passengers are all, you know, actors basically just trying to play a part so that they can get this stuff going through. So now these guys are all in the Dominican, even though they got bailed out, these guys are saying you can't leave the country, but now... The prosecutor is trying to say no, they don't, they shouldn't be bailed out. So now they're trying to get it reversed so they can go in prison. So there's all this nonsense going on. People are scared that the cartel is going to come after them. People are scared they're going to get killed in the prisons. The families are asking for the Canadian government to do all this stuff. I don't know, Mike. This is just, all of this stuff seems mad crazy, man. Really crazy. They have to figure out what to do because they will let's be real you know you're a foreigner you're doing those type of things it's who knows what will happen to them i know for a fact it won't be pretty it won't um and it's kind of crazy that there there's this whole story of them being actors it reminds me of that will smith movie focus Right. And mm-hmm. how uh, <laughs> how that last that last little trick that they did was all part of a big scheme to get a, you know, they imprinted that number in the guy's head and they planned it from, you know, a couple of days, pre- a couple of days uh, previously. So who knows? Like people probably watch that movie. It's kind of like how everyone remember in our program. Everyone's favorite movie was Wolf of Wall Street. Right. And they watched that movie and they thought that, hey, I could be just like him, you Mm -hmm. know, and then, (laughs) (laughs) you know, sell me this pen. That was everyone's favorite question uh, for like those couple of like two years, you know, sell me this pen. Right. So um, I wouldn't put it past them. But hey, for them to get a plane. They must be connected to Tindler Swindler. (laughs) <laughs> Ron, they have to be. Ron, it only how else would it make sense? Uh, <laughs> they have to there's some connection. I need some money to help me with my enemies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, come on, like he's he's probably coaching people, you know, like like he probably is gonna come out with a This is crazy. He's though. gonna come out with a book and it's gonna be like uh how to be a Tinder swindler or how to be a swindler, you know, dummies to be a swindler. Just watch. Mike, but like, yo, putting on your conspiratorial hat, even in my eyes, this is like crazy. 
what the prosecutor is saying, it, hey, who knows? Because apparently they're saying this information is coming from somebody. So it could be true, but like a whole airline company is a front for drug trafficking. And then everyone on the plane is like an actor. Yo, that is, yo, if that if that ends up being proven as true, it's crazy. But then I read in the article, they start saying that, yo, the Dominican um, judicial system is not one of the best, man. So they're like, there's a bunch of people in prison that haven't been tried. They haven't been in court. They haven't had anything. They're just there and they hold them there forever. So it's like this thing may not get dealt with. I'm like, yo, this stuff is crazy. And now they're trying to tell people maybe you shouldn't go to the Dominican right now. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on here. I'm glad that you brought this to my attention because this is a very interesting, interesting situation. It's scary, obviously, for the people going through it and then their families. But, like, I definitely need to see what the hell comes out here. It's crazy. And you know me, I usually like to go to the Dominican, right? You know, drink my... Yeah, the only place you like to go to. Drink your rum in Spanish. Nah, nah, nah. I, you know, like, when you're in Dominic, it's all about Mama Juana. All about Mama Juana. It's all about the Ron, man. It's all nah, about the Ron. Nah, Ron. Mama Juana, it's this alcohol. It's like, it's this alcohol beverage, but um, it's really, uh, the flavor is more cinnamon. Um, it has this strong. I like bitter stuff, man. I like bitter stuff. You don't like. That stuff is only for summer, I guess. But like, I I like beer. I like beer. Like better. summer's wine. Beer? Yes. No, that's not beer. The cider, man. What are you talking about, man? Sound it to you. So like a Bud Light, Heineken. No, like I like 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 my favorite beer is Guinness. I like IPAs, and I was getting like bashed over my vacation for liking IPAs. So. I'm going to keep that one quiet now for now. Okay, okay. And then I like half of like wheat beers, man. Those are good in the summer. They're really like light, nice to drink. So that's what I like in the summer. Okay, okay. This Mama Juana stuff, man, I don't like all this sugar. All this sugar that they add into your alcohol. It's too much, man. Just drink some running rum in Spanish. Not, you know what? I like my, I like my, uh, I'm not gonna be one of those posers and just be like, "Oh, you know, it's all about Hennessy, Hennessy." No, no, I don't got a Hennessy budget. Okay, I don't got a Henny budget. No, no, Hennessy. Yo, anyone that tells you that they like Hennessy is lying to you, man. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice drink to have with other you, things, man. right? Um, it's very strong. Like, it's hey, man. It's a very, very strong drink. Have you ever drank scotch? Scotch? No. That's some serious stuff, man. What's the percentage on scotch? Just drink some, man. Let's not get into that game. Just drink what some. A, is it, what about... You'll grow some chest hairs. You'll grow some chest hairs. You're almost, you're almost 30, right? Ah, so like, man. You got to start drinking some big boy drinks, you run, man. I, I had... You're almost in a 3-0 club, run, man. I, I had a midlife crisis just the other day. Yeah. Remember I, what I... I had mine like what? What, what I... Remember... <laughs> okay, so you guys... So this is what happened. So... So what happened was I uh, I was refing um, a basketball tournament and there was uh, some uh, high schoolers that were volunteering. Um, so I asked them, I was like, hey, do you guys go to this school? So they were telling me the different schools that they went to. So I said, OK, so I went to a certain particular school and I told them what school it was. Um, after that, one of the volunteers 
She's like, oh, yeah, my mom went to that school. You might know her. And I said, wait, when? Because <laughs> then I told them the year that I graduated, Ron, this girl is 15, 16. Her mom graduated five years before me. So there is a chance that I could have been in grade nine and her mom could have been uh, staying back to do her fifth year or something like that. So, yes, I understand that is somewhat of a young age and not everyone had their kids at that age. But, Ron, I could have had a 16-year-old right now or I could be on the brick of having a 16-year-old. Ron, it scared me so much. I had to put my head down for a little bit. It's a good thing that the game didn't start yet, and I had to kind of just, you know, woosa, woosa, and just breathe. But I was so shook at that time. But, yeah, life is hitting me. Me turning 30, man, it's it's scary. Like, I, I don't know. Yo, you're old now, man. You're old now. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. Like, you've lived almost 30 years, you know? Like, you're an old man. That's what happens. Can you imagine if your high school was torn down, how you'd feel? Yo, that then you're definitely old, man. Your high school is not, it doesn't even exist anymore. That's when you know you're old. She's older, older than a building? Yeah, I would be old. <laughs> but that's what I mean, man. So, like, you know, getting to this age, man, you start to, like, you, you already see you started feeling aches and pains. It's good that you started losing weight, you know, so that, like, that alleviates a lot of pressure. You know, so that's good. That's one good thing. But, you know, honestly, don't don't get caught up in it. I I know sometimes when I talk that I'm old, but like, you know, after my trip, like just seeing people the same age as me, how like lively they are. You know, age is just a number, man. You still got a ways to go before you actually turn old, man. So just, you know, enjoy your youth while you can. Like like Ron, I'm I'll like couple like I would say right before I go to bed, I'll put my phone down. And then I'll actually just kind of like meditate and reflect. And I listen to more slower music, more music that talks to me more. Um, I told you, man, as you get older, it's more R&B. It's more the soft stuff. You, you, you can't, you know, when you listen to hip hop, it just gets you too hyped up, man. Like, who are you, who are you trying to get hyped exactly. up for? Are you trying to fight somebody? Like, yo, maybe for your playoff game, you should listen to some, like, Roddy Rich or... Oh, I got know, Pop Smoke. Something along those lines. I got lines. some Pop Smoke. I was about to say yep. Pop Smoke, too. Like, you got to listen to that type of stuff to get ready. But, yo, come on, man. When you're just chilling at home, having a good time, you know, you're smoking a cigar, you're drinking your mama wanas. <laughs> Do you want to be listening to this type of stuff, man? Come on. That's why I like my, you know, like... The Kanye albums, they're like more mellow now, you know? So I like that type of stuff. I listen to my Take Care, you know, Drake. Jeez. You know, mellow stuff. Okay, okay. Certified lover boy, I see you. I see you. No, 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 no. Like, that that album was okay. But it's not Take Care. It's far from over. There's nothing. Yo, but yeah, something that came up, uh, Kevin Samuels, yo, apparently he died. Wait, wait, so is it like legit? Like he actually passed away? I've been seeing a lot of uh, articles. My brother messaged me just now to tell me. How? Um, and I'm seeing a bunch of stuff. How did know. he pass away? Kevin. I don't know. I was seeing stuff about like cardiac arrest, heart attack stuff, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what exactly happened, but that's pretty sad. 
Oh, this guy was, and he's only 56. Well, wow. So was he like doing drugs or something like that? Like, I know I'm jumping to conclusions. You never know at this time. You never know. Like, honestly, like when it comes to this type, the way that he was moving, like he definitely could potentially because of all the work he does and all the stuff he puts out there and how often he's on. I was actually watching one of his uh, videos last night, too. So that's very interesting that happened. Well, RIP to Kevin Samuels. I know he was very controversial. I know that a lot of people had issues with him, but I think that his overall premise was positive. And if you sift through the message, a lot of the things that he was saying were, if you listen to, could be beneficial for us as people. Uh, I, I think that he could maybe maybe just presented his information in a little better manner. You know, I do feel like he was a bit strong with his words. Yes, some of us need the truth, right? But until unless you know that person, I think you should be a little bit more calm, you know, especially as a man to a female. And yes, I'm not trying to say like females are weak, but it's just the way of society is this day and age and how it has conditioned us, we need to just be a little bit more sensitive. And I'm not just saying man to a female. It could be to a female, to a man. It could be to a man, to a man. Like, I'm not so going to... So that's the premise. I, like Respect. Yeah, re- exactly. It's all about respect, right? I just think at the end of the day, be respectful. And then once you form that relationship, then you can get into the more of the nitty gritty type of stuff. And especially because it's public, right? Like, I could easily type up anything on YouTube and see what was said, right? So if it's public, more respect in behind closed doors, hey, fire away. I tend to think that a lot of like people get copped up in how you say it versus what you're saying. And I think that if we all took the time to take a step back and actually look and listen to what is being said to us, at that point, we may not necessarily feel as emotional or as hurt or as negative as we do end up feeling about certain things. I feel that in this world, there's a lot of things that are very general. You know, that's why there's things like discrimination, generalizations that people make. So if he's talking about the majority of the people or the person who's talking about the majority of people that they see, they're not necessarily speaking to every single person. But I feel that people just kind of, because we're selfish, everybody's selfish, we always look and hear things from our perspective. So when we're hearing things that can apply to us, we usually are like, man, that hurts, and then we get mad. But if it doesn't apply to us, only few people are like, yeah, it doesn't apply to me, but I do feel hurt for that person that you said that to. So they're empathetic. Not everyone's like that. And I feel that people get caught up in the fact that they are going through the situation. They don't necessarily feel good about it. But like, I do think that in this world, we do need a little bit more honesty when we're talking about things. Because some people shouldn't be able to do the things that they do. Like the person should not be able to run up on the stage and tackle Dave Chappelle. You know, he like when you do that in real life, you end up hurt normally. And he ended up hurt. I feel like in this world, it's like we're trying to coddle people too much. You are right. Um, 
it's okay. I look at it like this, Ron. I'm a I'm bald, right now. If I grow out my hair and I don't maintain, um, my baldness, I'm gonna look worse than George Jefferson, right? I'll just look really, really terrible. Now you could tell me, you could take it in two ways, right? You can, um, if you want to address and you want to say, hey, Mike, you gotta fix up your image. You can tell me in a nice way, or you could tell me in a more of a negative way, right? You can still get the message across, but maybe do it just in a nicer way. That's all I'm just trying to say right now. You and I, because we've known each other for a while, right? You can easily be like, yo, Mike, yo, fix your hair. You look whatever, 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 right? But if a random person on the street or a person I just met the following day is talking to me as if they knew me for the amount of time that you knew me, that will be a problem. But what I mean is that if somebody's like, hey, uh, let's say you smell, and then somebody's like, yo, I have some extra deodorant. Would you like some? And then you're like, I don't fucking smell. Don't like, and you start snapping, and it's just like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Are you going to wait for one of your friends to tell you that you smell before you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need deodorant? Maybe that person is telling you you smell because you smell. You know, and maybe, you know, if you use this deodorant, you wouldn't smell as much. And now you save yourself all this headache or this embarrassment of having somebody else have to tell you that you smell or like having to think that you smell all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes people will be so fixated on what it is that you're saying as opposed to the deep message of what they're saying. Like, they want you to be better. They don't want you to smell. Because if you smell, then, you know, I'm uncomfortable because you smell. Other people around you are uncomfortable because you smell. And then now you're self-conscious because somebody has told you you smell. Whereas if you just took the deodorant, you'd be fine. And that's the way that I felt like his message usually was. It was like, you know what? This doesn't apply to everyone. But I'm just trying to show you that there's some people that do think like this. And I feel like they're doing more damage for themselves than they are to others. You know, so it's like, yo, if you fix yourself, you're going to be better for yourself and you will definitely be better for others. Okay, so I will is. say relationships this. Relationships are tough. It is. Relationships are tough. Now, I will say this. Uh, now, I haven't watched all his um, interviews, but the interviews, the full interviews that I have watched. Yes, he has said, hey, would you like to use a deodorant? And then there are times when he's like, Hey, you stink. You know what I'm trying to say? So it goes both ways. I just feel like um, now don't get me wrong. He did uh, a lot of his messages. I agree with. I just it's just all about the execution, the delivery that I had questions about. But at the end of the day, I hope and I, I really hope that this is just a rumor and he comes on social media and he's like, hey, I'm okay. But if it, this is true, uh, I wish his family and his loved ones all the best during their tough time. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of if you agree or disagree with a person's message, uh, you know, you ultimately don't want this to happen to them. Um, he's still a young guy. The guy is 56, you know. So. Yep. Yeah. 
is there anything else that you want to talk about today, Mike? Uh oh, just one thing. Um, the hit on Gary Payton Jr. the second. So, um, Brooks got suspended one game for that. I don't think it's fair. I don't think he should have been suspended. Do you think? I tend to think whenever somebody gets hurt because of a reckless action that you do, you should get suspended for as long as they're hurt. Now, when you say hurt, what if they're hurt, but they can still play that game? I feel like, no, no. If they can play that game, like, okay, if it's a, something that is out of bounds, you should still be suspended for the game. But if they have to miss time because of that injury, you should be suspended for as long as they're out. Okay, that's fine. And and you said off a reckless act, not like a... Yeah, reckless. Like, if it's just like a normal like gameplay... Yeah, like something accidental is fine. Like technically, based on my experience in playing sports, some of that stuff can be done on purpose too, you know? But it's it's within the movement of the sport. When somebody's jumping up and you just kind of like come and push them from behind, like you know that that's dirty. Like anyone that has ever done that in basketball knows that that's dirty, whether or not you meant to do it or not. So if that person's out, it says he's out for three weeks, you know, Dylan Brooks shouldn't be able to play for three weeks. Ooh, that's a, you know, okay, fine. No, but like it, it takes away the carelessness, you know, like do you, do you ever find whenever you're playing sports against people that don't really know how to play the sport, they're usually way more physical. They're, they're way more aggressive. I played basketball with people that can't play. I can't play, but I played basketball with people that really can't play. And they just push you when you're doing a layup, like on purpose, like that's dirty. If you lose your footing, next thing you know, you're done for a while. So if you do that type of garbage, then you should be suspended for as long as I'm injured. And then maybe people will be a little bit more respectful. The only reason why I feel like he shouldn't have been suspended was because of the Draymond Green situation. Now, I understand uh, Brandon Clark did not get injured. I still feel any hit to the head should automatically be one in ejection, which in both situations happened. But if you're going to suspend one, I think the other person should have been suspended. But again, they're not going to suspend Draymond because of what happened in the finals with LeBron. So they're never going to make that mistake again. Hey Amen. Like, like, to me, it doesn't matter who it is. You should, you know, get punished regardless. Do you think Draymond should have been suspended? It's too much, man. Yo, he did what he did, get suspended, man. Like, I don't think it, that act was as reckless as the Dylan Brooks one. But it's, like, maybe a game, whatever, if that. Yeah, it, it's one game. It's one game, the suspension. You know what I mean? No, but, like, Dylan Brooks should be for as long as he's held for. Because mm. that's just reckless. No, but, like, Mike, I'm telling you, you know what you're doing. These guys are really, really damn good at basketball. If they're doing stuff like that, it's just reckless. True. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, but no, that's it on f- on my side. What about for you? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, everyone, so thank you for listening to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Please, please continue to show us the love, rate, review, subscribe, listen, um, and do all those good stuff. You know, post us. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Slide in our DMs, okay? You know, um, and we can, you know, show you some love back. Or Ron can show you some love back. One love. <laughs>
listen to this guy, man. Oh, <laughs> one love. Hey, <laughs> let's get together and let's all see. <laughs>